girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because if you've listened into this podcast before, you know my intention with the show is always for it to feel like I come with me, let's figure out life together. And, you know, I picture us like we're girlfriends for real. And I know that you and I both value transparency. So I like to keep it real and share with you what I'm learning in real time. But also, I think about you every single time that I sit down to record a podcast because I want to picture what might be going on in your world right now and set an intention of how I want you to feel when you're listening into the podcast. Often it's, I want to light a little fire under your booty, right? Like I want to be your girlfriend that's like, come on, girl, let's freaking go. You've got what it takes, right? Like I want you to get out of your own damn way and take action in your life because it's your responsibility to make your one shot here count. And I just, I know that you're worthy and capable of building a life that you're obsessed with and you deserve that. And then there's this other side where sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to light a fire in you to remind you who the F you are and that you have what it takes and that you're responsible for figuring out what are the thoughts that you're thinking that are driving your actions and getting the results that you have. But then there's some episodes like today where I think about the fact that you might also be going into spending some time with family or juggling a lot of moving parts right now. And you might just need a reminder to take a little moment for yourself to just feel grateful for how far you've come, how much you've navigated. And almost like, this is going to sound weird, but like give the little girl inside of you a hug. And that's my intention with today's episode. So we're going to talk about a little bit more of a internal dialogue with yourself and a reminder to that little girl in you that like you've got her back. So this might be a little bit different. If this is your first episode, normally they're a little bit more saucy, but I just feel like this is what's needed. And to kind of set the stage here, I am headed up to Seattle with my husband, Cena and our dog, Lizzie, for Christmas on Tuesday morning. We're doing a little road trip from Denver, where we live, to Seattle, where both of our families uh, live. And I was thinking about how excited I am about getting to spend some quality time with my mom up there. And, you know, maybe you can connect with this. Like, we all have complicated relationships with people in our life, but I feel as if my relationship with my mom in particular has improved drastically over the last few years. And honestly, even since I started this podcast four years ago, I found myself on this personal growth journey that I'm sure you can relate to because you're listening into a podcast like this, right? Where I was wanting to take a lot more radical responsibility for the thoughts that I was thinking because, you know, as humans, we are the thinkers of our thoughts and we are meaning creating machines, which means whatever thoughts we're thinking is driving our perception, our beliefs about ourselves, and what's possible for us and how we look at the world around us because whatever we look for, we're going to find, right? So I noticed myself starting to take the finger that I wanted to point at her or anyone else in my life for that matter and point it back at myself and say, what can I own here? And that started to really deepen my relationship and give myself more compassion, but also give compassion to people around me. And then the next layer of it was me really recognizing 
how sometimes in life we unintentionally put people in these roles, you know, because that is their role. For example, a mom, a sister, a best friend, a, a dad, a brother, whatever. And then we've we've got these expectations of people in these roles. And if they don't meet these expectations in any given point in time, we feel let down. But that's a choice to put those expectations on that person, like how a mom should be, how a sister should be, how a husband, how a wife, how a brother should be, how a dad should be. And we're choosing to put people on that pedestal with that role. And I recognized when I started to take people off this pedestal or have these expectations for how a parent or a friend or whatever should show up, I started to feel more at peace with myself. And I also started to give myself a lot more compassion because I recognized I don't want to be put on a pedestal by anyone. I'm not always going to crush it as a wife. That's for damn sure. I'm not always going to crush it when I'm a mom in the future or as a friend or as an entrepreneur, as a podcast, whatever, whatever role you might even put on me. Like I'm not always going to get it right. And I don't want that pressure on myself. So I, I noticed like first it was taking radical responsibility of taking the finger that I want to point it at other people, pointing it at myself and saying, what can I own? And then the second layer of it was really just taking people off of this pedestal or just kind of dropping the expectations of roles. And what's interesting is now four years into this like massive personal growth journey that I've been on since starting the podcast and sharing with you what I'm going through in real time, I've noticed this desire that I'm feeling to go even more inward. And I'm getting very curious about inner child work and somatic healing and like really taking this like even more inward. And because I do think of us like girlfriends, I want to share with you what I'm thinking about because I hope that it could be helpful for you even going into this season of life or even this season of like the week that you have ahead of you. Because I've noticed, again, like this is helping me gain just more self-awareness and more compassion for myself, but also more compassion for other people. So what I want to talk about is this concept of inner child. So I'm reading this book called How to Meet Yourself by Dr. Nicole LaPera. And if you're on Instagram, her Instagram handle is The Holistic Psychologist. She is so freaking awesome. Like if you just start going through her Instagram, you're going to notice things right away that you're like, whoa, holy crap. Um, so I highly recommend following her on Instagram, but also this book is really interesting because it's more workbook style. So it asks you questions as you're going through it. And I was reading through it this morning and the page that I stopped on was about the seven inner child archetypes. And it really resonated with me. And I want to share this with you in a little bit of a different way. But first, I'm actually just going to read you what the seven archetypes are. So I know this is not your typical pep talk episode, but like I just think this will be really helpful. So even if you're just walking your dog or you're listening to this while you're doing dishes or laundry or you're working out, you're driving in your car, you're at Trader Joe's in the produce section, wherever you are, like you don't need to take notes. If you want to, you can. But I just want to kind of run through these because I think one of them will pop out in your head pretty immediately because it did for me. Okay. So the seven inner child archetypes. The first one is the caretaker. This inner child archetype like gains a sense of identity and self-worth through neglecting their own needs. They believe the only way to receive love is by taking care of or tending to others. So this is you if you have people-pleasing tendencies and you're constantly pouring out and you feel like you've really got an empty cup, the caretaker, that could be the inner child archetype. Then there's the overachiever. This person feels seen, heard, valued through success and achievement. They use external validation as a way to cope with internal 
low self-worth. Like they believe the only way to receive love is through performance. This is, for those of you that are Enneagram types, this is probably an Enneagram three, the overachiever, the caretaker is probably a two. And then there's the underachiever. This is the person who keeps themselves small and unseen and beneath their own potential due to the fear of criticism or shame about failure. And they often take themselves out of the game or they quit before the game's even started, right? Because they believe the only way that they're going to receive love is to stay invisible or unnoticed. That's the underachiever, okay? So we've got the caretaker who believes the only way to receive love is by taking care of or tending to others. We've got the overachiever that believes the only way to receive love is through performance, like external validation. Then we've got the underachiever. This is the person that's like playing small because they believe the only way they're going to receive love is to stay small and unnoticed. Like they might have a, if this is you, you might have a fear of outshining others. Maybe this could be like a sibling type relationship, right? The fourth one is the rescuer or the protector. They view others as incapable or they or dependent and they derive their love and self-worth from being in a position of power by attempting to rescue people around them in times of need. So they believe the only way to receive love is to take away other people's problems. The rescuer, the protector, like this is the fixer person. Like, you know, if this is you, if I've listed yours, you're probably like, okay, she just called me out on what it is, right? Because remember, the point of me sharing this with you is not for you to memorize all of these, like we're in school and you need to take a test, but it's more for you to recognize like, ooh, that is a pattern that I have. Because when we're aware, we can actually do something about it. And we can give ourselves grace and compassion when we catch ourselves, especially in family dynamics, acting this way. And maybe we can give ourselves a unique challenge, which we're going to talk about in a second. Okay, so that was the fourth one, was the rescuer, the protector. They believe the only way to receive love is to take away other people's problems, to fix other people. Then we've got number five, the life of the party. They present as happy, cheerful, comedic. They don't like to show pain or weakness. They believe the only way to receive love is to make sure that they and those around them are happy. If you are starting to think about 2023 goals and one of them is health related or just really you want this to be the year that you feel like you're more energized and you're supporting yourself like in a healthy way, check out the most convenient, best tasting, great price products at Organifi. They have been a sponsor of the show for years. You've probably heard me talk about them. I literally reached out to them to be a sponsor of the show about a year into the show because I'd been using their products for so long and I'm never going to recommend something unless I fully stamp of approval, like full stamp of approval would get behind it. And I use the Organifi green juice in the morning. It's the best tasting green juice I've ever had. I use their protein post-workout. My favorite's vanilla. Sina's favorite is chocolate. He uses it too. Uh, We like Pure, which is just this lemon packet that has like a little like productivity boost. It actually helps support your BDNF levels, which are like the brain connections in your actual brain to help you focus without having caffeine in the afternoon. And then what I'm so into right now is the Organifi chocolate gold in the evening. Okay. And let me just emphasize, there is a regular gold, which is more turmeric. If you like turmeric lattes, the chocolate gold is just even better. Honestly, like, especially if you like chocolate, it's got 
Um, it's a, got a reishi mushroom in it, which is known as the grounding mushroom. But I want to emphasize because some of you are like, Kish, I'd love to drink it, but I don't like mushrooms. Me either. Literally, when we go to restaurants, I will get no mushrooms on things because I just feel like they taste like slugs. No offense if you love mushrooms. And <laughs> what's cool about Organifi products is even if they have mushrooms in them, they don't taste like mushrooms at all. But it's a fun way to have hot chocolate with zero sugar and something that actually tastes really chocolatey and yum. And it also just the combination of the ingredients in it helps support real relaxation. It's got lemon balm extract, which is known as the calming herb. So I like this at night. Um, I don't drink it in the morning, even if I want hot chocolate in the morning. I just like it at night because it just kind of like lets me get into the mood of like, I'm going to sleep. It's cold outside. Check it out. Check out any of their products. If you head to Organifi.com slash Keisha, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash K-A-C-I-A. Code Keisha gets you 20% off any item in their store. So of course, you can always DM me, ask me about their products. I've tried almost every single thing that they have, but those are the ones that I highly recommend are the ones that I mentioned um, just previously. So any questions, let me know. Without further ado, let's dive back into the show. And if you've listened into this podcast before, you know that's mine, right? It's a, a clear Enneagram 7, <laughs> right? Um, is this need for wanting to, like it can create a lot of issues too. It can create codependency issues of making other people's emotions your responsibility. I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast of things that I've discovered about myself, but the life of the party. And two more, uh, the yes person. This is a person who drops everything and neglects their own needs in the service of all the wants and needs of others. Like the caretaker, they were modeled self-sacrifice and they believe that the only way to receive love is to be selfless. So they're saying yes to everybody else and often no to themselves, right? So similar to the caretaker, it's just on a different level of like all of the needs and wants of other people, right? And finally, the hero worshiper. They're constantly looking for a person or a guru to follow, much like in their childhood, when a parent figure or a caretaker was perceived as superhuman without any faults, they believe the only way to receive love is to reject their own needs, desires, and intuition, and they view others as a model for how to live. That one's tricky because you can go through life living your life based off of other people's standards, trying to emulate what you believed was like this perfect human right? And so why am I sharing that with you? Obviously, you can hit back 30, go through all of them. The caretaker, the overachiever, the underachiever, the rescuer or protector, the life of the party, the yes person, or the hero worshiper. But the reason why I'm sharing that is because sometimes we just have to recognize there is a little us in us that when we go back to dynamics, often like for those of you that maybe don't see your family on a regular basis, or you're about to have a lot more time with family than you're used to, we often default to the role that we played, the way that we showed up when we were little, when we're in those environments. But you're different now, especially because you might actually be more focused on personal growth than anyone in your family. That doesn't mean you're better than them. That just means you might be aware of things. And what I found to be so interesting is if you have an inner child in you, so does your mom, so does your dad, so does your sister, so does your brother. All of us have this inner child in us 
that just wants to feel safe and loved and seen and heard and understood. And when we start to develop this relationship by number one, becoming aware that we've got this inner child in us, but also then becoming aware of some of the patterns that she created, the coping mechanisms that she needed to feel like she could survive. We can give ourselves more grace and compassion when we catch ourselves doing that. Or when we catch other people treating us that way, right? Like if you are someone who's a caretaker or the yes person and, you know, you find yourself going into this, you know, family situation this week where everybody expects that you're going to say yes to everything and you say no, that's going to have other people not know know how to react, right? Because as humans, we're also wired to crave this certainty. So when you've had these dynamics with other people in your family and you do something different, They also don't know how to act. It doesn't mean that they won't, you know, eventually come around to this new version of you. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't say no. Like, I think if you're a yes person or you're constantly pouring into other people and you're never getting to pour into yourself, you should learn boundaries. That's a for sure. But we also have to expect that other people are going to be jolted when a new pattern shows up, when we show up and, you know, carry ourselves in a different way. So if you are in a season of growth right now, And one of those particular patterns, like I'm not even digging a ton into this inner child stuff. This is just like scratching the surface. But if you're noticing one of those patterns that you have, like notice how it comes up for you when you're around family or when you're around friends that you don't spend as much time with or friends that knew the old version of you, like you a couple years ago. Or, you know, as you're catching yourself wanting to evolve, expect that other people are going to have to also recalibrate to this new version of you. That doesn't mean that they're not happy for you or that doesn't mean that they won't come around. But like if you're starting to notice yourself wanting to be a different version of you and evolve that like it's going to change up the dynamics around you. But like I said, why I feel as if I've started to have even deeper relationships with people like, for example, my mom, is because I'm taking responsibility for my part, but I'm also recognizing she's got that in her too. She has a little girl inside of her and she's acting from that place as well because we're all humans with these core wounds and things that we're trying to navigate and we all act in a different way because of our own upbringings and it doesn't mean you have to have this horrible upbringing it just means like you made meanings because remember like when we're little kids we don't have the cognitive function that we do now as adults to make sense out of things like if we saw a parent that was constantly working and they weren't around we might have made that meaning when we were a little girl that we aren't like we aren't good enough to have presence in our relationship that like we are neglected because we're not worthy like we made a childhood decision about what that meant because we didn't have the cognitive abilities that we do now as adults and so it's almost like Why I'm bringing this up to you now is because it's almost like first you're recognizing your own patterns and this little girl that's in you and how she just needs to be reminded that she's safe and loved and that you've got her back. She needs that reminder. But then also when you look at other people and you start to see them through that lens, you see the little person in them too. I've noticed this with my mom. I've noticed this with some other relationships where I'm like, this, that's just a, there's just a little girl inside of her, right? That's trying to get her needs met. And gosh, like I have so much compassion for a human just humaning. And taking the expectations off of the role that they have in our lives and taking the expectations off of ourselves, right? Like it's important to 
have standards for yourself, but sometimes we put a lot of freaking pressure on ourselves, but there's just a little girl in us that's like, dang, just tell me I'm going to be okay. Just tell me I've got what it takes. Just tell me I'm safe and I'm loved, you know? And I think there's a lot of power in just reminding yourself that like the work that you're doing isn't just to pump you up to be more productive, isn't just for you to crush your 2023 goals, although I'm excited to get to help you in any way that I can, but it's also to make the pursuit toward where you want to go and who you want to become and every action leading up to it and every day that you're gifted on this planet to make it count by giving yourself and other people around you grace. And I'm not saying to let people walk all over you. And I'm not saying that if someone treats you poorly, that that's okay. Like, oh, they just have a little inner child in them. That's not what I'm saying. You know what I mean. I mean, we can come at this lens from curiosity. That's always helped me with people that I've been around where I'm like, whew, there's something about you that's a little triggering for me. And I come at it from this lens of curiosity. Doesn't mean I don't get it wrong, but I try. I try really hard to be compassionate with myself and compassionate with other people. And I found that it's created more depth of relationship with people that I want to have close relationships with. Like it's important to me to do what I can to have a close relationship with my mom Um, moving into the season of being uh, like wanting to be a parent in 2023. And I also would understand that sometimes people don't have the emotional capacity to show up the way that we might need them to, even if we give them grace and understanding. That's not the case with me, um, but that might be the case with someone in your life. And sometimes we have to accept an apology that we're not going to get from someone who wasn't able to meet the needs that that little girl inside of you needed. And it's not to point the finger at them and blame, and it's not to have resentment for forever. And obviously, this is something to really unpack with a therapist. I'm not a licensed therapist, but truly, it's like it's really interesting and so fulfilling when we go through life constantly seeking to be more curious and more graceful and compassionate with ourselves and others. And I just wanted to have a moment for you to think about that little girl in you. Picture yourself when you're like, I don't know, eight years old, third grade. What did she need to hear? Because you're showing up in your life right now and you're doing a really good job. Being a human is tough sometimes. Juggling all that you're juggling, like, you know, your job and like your growth as an individual. And maybe you're showing up for a lot of people in your life right now, or you're dealing with newfound anxiety or navigating postpartum depression or grief or just like some mental health stuff or a tough season in one of your relationships or your marriage or whatever. Like you got a lot going on and I want to acknowledge that. But there's a little girl inside of you that I bet you she's so freaking proud of how far you've come. She knows how much you've had to navigate, how you've tried your best. Of course you've stumbled Sometimes you're going to get it wrong. Sometimes you're going to react from that little seven-year-old girl inside of you. And you're going to overreact. And it's not going to make sense to this adult version of you. You're going to be like, what is wrong with me? Where the hell did that come from? I've had moments like that where I've like gotten frustrated with my husband, Cena over something. And I'm like, I honestly have no idea where the hell that came from. <laughs> right? So please recognize that while you 
have this vision going into 2023 of showing up for yourself and your goals and your vision and your dreams and like all of that. And I'm so freaking pumped for you to make all of your dreams come true. Like I want that for you. And I want you to evolve and have your dreams and your vision change because you will change. But I also want you to recognize that you're doing a really good job. And sometimes we just need to take a moment and recognize that little girl in us just needs like a little high five or a hug from you. Like, damn girl, I got your back. We're doing this and we're in it together. Literally forever. I love you. I hope this episode was helpful for you. A little different than our normal pep talk, but I'm rooting for you and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like, send it to her right now. Or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.